spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Mean Old Lion Media presents the history of being black. Hello to you. What up, though? Please welcome to the History of Being Black podcast. I'm Jay Hall. It's nice to talk to you. How you been doing? Everything's going great. Is it? Is it smooth? It is officially at the end of November, around this time when you hear this. Probably be Thanksgiving or if Thanksgiving will pass, depending on what time this episode would actually upload. I was just telling the producer Ghost when he was asking what I'm doing. I'm not really a holiday person, but I definitely plan on stopping by and getting multiple plates. I'm a brother that lives by himself, and that's just what I do. Okay? And if you call that a contradiction, because I'm not a holiday person, but I'm still going to get the benefits, don't call me a hypocrite. Call me American. That's how we get down. I'm going to tag into something today that I kind of wrestle with, but it needs to be addressed. Cassie versus Diddy. Lawsuit. Yeah. Let that sit for you. Now, let me just give you, from my take, the way everything was being delivered to me in my day-to-day. So... It was November 16th. What was that? A, a, a Thursday, I think. I think November 16th was a Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking right now. It was a Thursday. And you want to talk about break the internet? That's not something I just would have expected. But let me back up for a second. The BET Awards, when it was a tribute for Diddy and he was performing. And remember when Young Miami was holding a sign like, Go Poppy? And everybody had jokes because he, Diddy, had gave a speech. And at the end, he said, and last and foremost, I'd like to thank Cassie. I had a homegirl of mine who, at the time, was saying, yeah, that looks, he, he just need to leave her alone. And I'm like, what do you mean? He just, you know, he just dapped her up. You know what I mean? Or he just, you know, give credit. I, I didn't understand. She was like, it just looks creepy. Not to mention the stuff that he be doing, you know, when they first separated and he be, you know, putting up pictures of her. It just it just looked real stalkerish. I just don't like it. And I, I'm not going to lie. Y'all kind of ignored it because it's not a unfamiliar thing to find out women in particular who don't like Diddy. I mean, there's a lot of them that I know, friends of mine, who really start having animosity towards Sean Puff Combs. If I can date it, I would say they didn't like Allegedly, how the Kim Porter, rest in peace, relationship went, you know, into a lot of their eyes. He left Kim Porter for J-Lo and they, it just didn't sit well. So a lot of, you know, women that I know, he just leaves a bad taste in their mouth because of that and, and so on. You know, the whole, everything about that. Me, I'm not going to lie to you, this might be the the guy part of me, no matter how progressive I may be, where I just had blinders on to that. You know, I won't pretend. I just didn't pay attention to it. And for the record, I don't really pay attention to a lot of public relationships. It's not, it's never really been my thing. Who's with who and who breaks up. It's it's not, it's not my thing. You know, people talk about it at, you know, lunchtime, but it's not something that I dig deep into. Just never been my bag. However, I can't understand from a perspective of what the women have said around me or to me 
And I can also understand probably why I also, you know, because of my gender, I didn't pay attention to it. So fast forward when this story um, dropped that Cassie and shout out to Vulture, because if you want to know about the whole detailed story of the actual lawsuit, Vulture had just published, um, go to Vulture.com. They had put up a whole detail of story of just the facts of everything. And so I'm paraphrasing, I'm just getting the justice, okay? So rock with me on this. On November 16th, you know, Cassie sued Diddy. She accused him of, and if you're going to be, what's that called? An alert or a time-sensitive thing. Let me just give you a minute now because there might be some things I might say. that Trigger warning, sorry. It's my little trigger warning right now, okay? Now, I'm not going to go deep into the case, but I'm going to at least name some things that came up in the accusation. She accused Diddy of rape for a decade-long pattern of abuse since she was 19. She had been with Bad Boy from 2005, I think, to 2016 or 17, something like that. Alleged sex trafficking, human trafficking, sexual battery, and sexual assault. And there's a slew of other things in there when you dig. But one of the standouts is also in 2011... I think it read that Cassie alleged that Diddy threatened Kid Cudi because they were on and off for 10 years. And apparently she had, you know, kind of had a relationship with Kid Cudi, dated him a little bit, and allegedly Diddy threatened to blow his car up. Kid Cudi's team confirmed that his car did blow up. That was all they confirmed. We look at some of the headlines and media, they were just like, yeah, Kid Cudi said Diddy blew his car up. That's, that's not what it was. Although I do remember about 10 years ago in 2012, I do remember that Kid Cudi's car being blown up was just, you know, I remember hearing that that was rumored, not knowing why at the time. So I won't pretend, at least for myself, that I didn't hear that. So, you know, that is suspicious. You know, if your man or a person you know is threatening to blow somebody's car up and then a day or a week later or anytime their car does blow up, it is suspicious. Another thing that was allegedly came out of that was that Diddy allegedly dangled somebody, uh, another artist, over a 17th floor balcony. And people were saying it was Wale. I think media reports were saying it was Wale. Now, I didn't actually read the actual documentation to say that. But from what I saw, even right before I just logged on right now, Wale's team is saying that that didn't happen. And I did see something about Wale tweeted you know, about his disappointment in media, which if you've been paying attention to the history of being black, I've been talking about my disappointment in media and our ability to comprehend and read past the headline for about a year or so now. Me and Ghost have conversations, our, our producer of the show, we even when I log off about just how and where we at when it comes to how we receive our news all the time. However, that was about 36 hours because after about a day or so, they settled. Okay, and now nothing in the settlement has been disclosed. Diddy's lawyer did put out a statement, and I'm paraphrasing, said, quote, just so we're clear, a decision to settle, especially in 2023, is in no way an admission of wrongdoing, unquote. Now, also something I almost forgot is that in between, there were celebrities coming out to support Cassie. You know, Aubrey O'Day from Danny DeCane. She had said something about she told y'all. But, you know, she had kind of been beefing with Diddy for a minute now. And Don Rashad, who's also a part of Danny Kane, said, you know, quote, she had tweeted praying for Cassie and her family for healing. 
And this whole ordeal, when it was settled, you also had responders like Slim Thug, who I'm paraphrasing, but went on a live and, well, actually, no. He said something before the settlement. Before the settlement, he was on the side of people who feel that Cassie should have just said something then. You know, I'm paraphrasing. She should have said something then. And he was so sure in the way he was speaking on his IG Live about how she didn't want to stand on love. She got with a trainer and the apartment started looking smaller. So it's a money grab. And, you know, you should say something then. And when people was trying to write, tell him that a lot of abusers don't come forward because of hesitation and fear and such and such, his reply was, I know what a money scam looks like. And so when it settled, he was one of those crit- critics that feel as if she got what she came for. And you also had people who were for her that wanted to state that they were disappointed that she set up for money, but I think they didn't read because the case was always a civil case. It was always a civil case. Here's something that I want to address that is a very interesting thing that I've noticed in this. There are people who feel that Diddy is guilty primarily because they just don't like Diddy. He's guilty, you know, and I knew it. And it's always interesting to me when it comes to based upon who we like in society how much grace is given, how much thought is given for that individual. I also feel the same way about when it comes to Cassie. There are people who just straight up think it's a money bag. She's not with them no more. Always trying to tear a black man down. The slim thugs in the world. Diddy, Cosby, y'all just trying to tear a black man down. And, you know, just going to add this really quick. Um, if you want to defend Diddy or any black man, don't compare them, you know, to Cosby. Just it's it's not your best interest. Just 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 don't. Nobody was trying to take down Cosby, son. Cosby took down himself. But yet, I see both sides. There's just no grace on either side. And subjects like this tend to really rally people up, where they tend to project what is going on with them on on the story itself. Even with the response of, I don't think she should settle, da 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 da, and just having no understanding or grace or patience or empathy that going through a trial situation or letting all of this out could be a lot for her. It can be a lot. There are men who have done this, men with power, who have controlled a situation, and it still leaves an effect on somebody. I mean, 10 years of dealing with somebody. I've had relationships where I dealt with for a few years and it was nothing toxic in there, but the breakup itself still left an effect on me. I can only imagine if there was abuse involved. And then there's people who just, again, just don't like Diddy based upon the fact of what they feel like he's done in his relationship thing. They feel like a man of his age should be married. He should have married the mother of his, well, you know, Kim, his, was one of his mother's um, children. He should have married her, should have done right. There's all these conspiracy theories and all this stuff. I mean, Diddy was already kind of having an interesting year of accusations of he killed Tupac and there are people who mysteriously say other things that I just don't bring up because I just don't care. But if you look, there are accusations of him, of these, these theories that just people just have online. And my thing is, And I try to tackle this 
with as much sensitivity as possible. So please forgive me in this, but I have to give it to you as raw as, a, as it comes out. First off, when people are in relationships, and this is something I tell my little homies and my mentees, you don't know nothing about that relationship. You're on the outside. Unless you were there to witness certain things, you don't know. And you definitely don't know when it comes to celebrities. I don't care how many articles you read. I don't care how many interviews you may have seen. You wasn't there. Unless that person is directly saying, this is what happened, then you can formulate an opinion. An example would be, you know, Cassie. It's She stated, this is what happened. Okay, cool. If you want to stand by that, I totally get it. But my thing is to just stand and just say, hey, this person is guilty based upon what your perception of them is. I feel like that's wrong. I feel as if when it comes to accusations, we all got to be very careful. And we can benefit a lot more from allowing the evidence to present itself. Now, if a person has a history, like a violent one, that we've seen, then I got you. I, I, I can understand why that decision would be instant because this is something they already, you know, they got a history they got a track record of. So I totally understand why you would have that. But if you don't have anything, I would say like publicly, and this is not about Diddy, this is just in general. If you don't have anything publicly that was actually concrete evidence that this is what this person has done or at least a trail of accusations that they've been ducking then what is it about yourself? What does that say about yourself when you just flat out just believe what's being said about this individual? Same thing in reverse when it comes to casting in victims like her or alleged victims like her who feel that when they, this is why they don't speak up because when they do speak up, you're just chopping them down. We saw that with Meg Thee Stallion. It became this whole situation of, oh, because she twerked, because she get down, because she slept with somebody, she's lying about being shot at. And it's just, are you serious? And even if she did tell a Gail King, per se, that she didn't sleep with a Tory Lanez, but got in court and then said she did, I can totally understand why you would say one thing over here and say another thing over there. Now, personally, I didn't think that she should have had that interview with Gail King. I think you should save everything for court. That's just me. I, you know, Lord, you know, Lord forbid anything happens to me, accusation. I'm going on court because I'm not trying to go to jail. That's me. And it's not a situation I would ever want to put myself in. I don't even like the, 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 using it myself as an example because it gives me creeps. But what scares me the most is how we formulate our opinions in today's era because we don't wait for anything. Now, I get also, too, on one side, there are women who have made the statement that when it comes to black men, we rush and we defend you without thinking about anything. But when it comes to black women, it becomes a weight thing. And I get that. And I'm not going to pretend that there are not women out there who have fabricated a lie on men. I got friends who have been locked up because of a person a woman has lied on them. And I'm not going by just my friend. I'm going by once that person was locked up and he was in there for about 11 months, the woman herself told me she lied and she wanted him to go to jail. So I've lived that life. I've, I've, I've lived that. And it's painful to have a brother that you know sitting inside who don't got the money that Diddy has who don't have anything, and you see them sitting inside and they're pretty much are in, a, in there for a crime that they didn't commit and you know that they're innocent and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah, that's hurtful. As a friend, I can only imagine what they're going through. 
because that's something that's going to be on their record. We saw it with the Central Park Five it, and everything they had to deal with. Yeah, they've been exonerated now, but they had years of what they had to go through of being quote unquote rapists, right? We we've seen that. But isn't there room within ourselves to be able to hold space for both? Isn't there room within ourselves? Aren't we capable? Isn't our minds capable and developed enough to be able to kind of hold for a second? Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Now, again, if you got something, then I'm all for it. I, me, personally, I'm... Because I'm not going to rush to defend nobody I don't know like that. There's just me. I don't know Diddy. I've spoken about here how he was an inspiration to me to go to Howard. And, you know, he was one of the first people in hip hop to talk about going to college. And that was a big deal. And I played a part in my life. But I know I don't know that man. So I feel the same way when I see brothers out there going so hard for somebody they don't know just because you like their music. You don't know that dude. Why do you even got to come out and speak out about anything at all? And I say that to a slim thug or anybody else who feels that way. And I get it. Everyone now feels like they got opinion. But to go and formulate a whole story, what slim thug did, like to go and do a whole, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's, really, bro? Is that really necessary? You know, is that something that we really need to hear from you, you know, when it comes to that? Because honestly, no, when it comes to the public track record of black men defending black women, we don't have a good track record. We don't. However, I am a cisgender-born male. I cannot pretend that this has not happened around me, and there hasn't been a time in my life where I've wondered if it could. Could somebody lie on me? Now, I don't got no bread or nothing like that. You know, I don't have anything that I feel like that's worth being alive for, but neither did some of my people that I know that are doing time. So I can't pretend that all of a sudden I'm above something. I, I, I can't, right? You can understand that, correct, right? I mean, you, you can. This is the part that we try to get certain black conservatives when they're like, well, if the man, the young boy just pull his pants up, the police won't bother him. I'm like, well, how, how can you do that as a black person, not try to have any understanding? So that's the same, me, same thing for me being a man. I got to be able to look somewhat inside there because of my personal experience, right? Just being, associ just being associated with friends. The scary part for me in all of this is we make these snap judgments and we don't take time to actually educate ourselves and understand the details of how deep abuse can be. Because first of all, when it comes to abuse itself, yeah, there should be a statute of limitations on there. I agree. You know, if somebody is, that would suck if somebody come after you after 15 something years and say you did something. I, I, I can get how that could throw you off. I get that. But we also got to be able to understand the line between that, between people who also live lives and have had experiences that they didn't even know or recognize it was abuse at the time. Especially when you talk about something like sexual assault and rape, the definition evolves about every five years. 
because what we know is right now, we wasn't having that conversation 10 years ago. And the conversation, if you look up anything 15 years prior to that, the conversation of rape and assault was not the same. We become more of aware of a society and our ideas and our understanding of it has evolved. There are people who suppress experiences that happen to them, tragic experiences, physical harm, alarm, and all of that. I have a real close friend of mine who didn't tell me about she was being assaulted until like four years later. And she said she didn't even understand or realize that she had been assaulted until six months prior to her telling me that. That's four years. She walked around thinking everything was fine. I can't imagine what she had to go through in that. So that argument about you need to say something right then, I think you're not understanding the power of powerful men. Because powerful men can have a way of shutting you down. And if you don't believe me or understand that, think about yourself as a young black man walking around. And if some rich white person was to run you over with a car or the stories that we've heard, we've seen them get away with things because they just had representation that cost a million dollars and they can just drag you out in court. There are cases right now that corporations will just drag you out in court until you don't have the funds to keep up with it. That's what they're that's what they're sticking with. I've been in that situation when it comes to having to get a lawyer and a corporation did me wrong. I had to buy a while because I simply just didn't have the funds. And if that's something that I can understand and relate to on a very side, not a part of that scale, what is it that's so difficult for you to be able to see and understand that? I had to tell a little homie that one time who hit me with the, yeah, because you know how they, you know, these women be out, you know, they be out here lying. I'm like, well, what women do you know that have done that? Like, what story do you know? Because I can tell a story, but what story do you know? And you know what? The little homie couldn't tell me the story. Because you're going by what someone else has been telling you for years and years, and that's what you're doing. To quote my good friend, who name should rename anonymous, and this is not the friend who's been assaulted, but one of my good friends said to me that there was a time where men would be a misogynist based upon the actions that a woman did. Now, she says that men are just hating women for the sake of just hating women. I've been thinking about that ever since she said that to me for about the past four weeks. I don't know what to think of that. It's a terrible thing. And we got to stop using examples. What if that was your sister? What if that was your daughter? What if it, because we, we can't keep leaning on that. We just got to be more knowledgeable as black men when it comes to assault, when it comes to rape, when it comes to these things, sexual trafficking, when it comes to that. We have to be more knowledgeable of it. It can do you some benefit to take time to learn and educate yourself more about it. Read more books about it. Read more books about the experience of black women and the things that they went through. Don't just watch The Color Purple every Easter. Go out there and educate yourself a little bit more about it so that your world won't be so black and white. Stop just getting your perspective from a from a rap song. And on the other side of that, there should be some grace given or just a wild effect when it comes to when someone is being accused of something like that. Because I don't care how much a person's lifestyle has lived and how much they've been dancing, how much you see a bunch of women, I don't mean that they're capable of a such crime. It doesn't mean that. I'm sorry. I get that they may not have, they might have been an F-boy. That's for sure. They might have been an F-boy. Yes, if they've been accused of being an F-boy and they got a history of that, then there you have it. But to accuse them 
of something of a crime based upon of a lifestyle that you simply just don't like, that's not fair, right? And I'm talking about something that's concrete. I'm not talking about something that you always keep hearing, but you never really, when you go look it up, you like the Cassie thing is a documentation. So this point forward, you can be on some like, yo, this son, he got accused of this, right? And I'm not saying for the record that he doesn't have it. Because that's not the argument that I'm trying to display. I'm simply, and I want to be very clear because we have this issue with comprehension these days. I'm simply addressing those who have no information about anything. They're just going by someone they don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. Those of you that don't have anything concrete, you're just going by, yeah. And it's the same thing I feel with the men who are just going by when it comes to women. Oh, she's going for a money bag and you don't know nothing about her nothing at all you're just you're just drawing that up because that's what you've been told your whole life and i'm saying the same thing with those who accuse or who just don't have no grace when it comes to when a man is being accused i'm saying the same thing right for me the whole ordeal itself is sad it's sad that's not what i want to wake up and i want to you know i want to hear because if you if he did that and that's true and everything is right about that yeah you wrong and yeah, a settlement doesn't necessarily mean an admission of guilt. Because on the victim side, who wants to go through with that? I can't imagine wanting to be on anybody's courtroom talking to no lawyer and cross-examination and you got to relive the experience that you experienced. I can't imagine that. And on the other side, the accuser, what you don't want to go through that either because you don't want nothing else to be brought up. You don't want to be guilty about something else while you're innocent right here, possibly. By no means do you want anything like that occurs like that. I'm just trying to understand where the level of grace can be given, where there can be something that can happen, and we all can just kind of sit for a second and just be like, oh, that's not good. This is not, this is not cool. And just sit. Why is it that we got to rush to our phones? And the first thing you want to do is give your opinion. And yeah, I think this person is lying. What the? Why? First of all, who checking for you? Like, why does your? We do live in this world, and I saw this from somebody whose name I can't remember right now. We do live in a world now where everybody is thinking that their opinion matters. The fact that you feel like you got to rush to say something and go on this live. There's a way that you can support somebody, but not make an accusation towards the other end, and you could just be like, man, what you went through or what you allegedly went through, you know, my heart goes out to you and I wish you, I, I'm wishing you all of them. It could be that. Because I got to tell you, even those celebrities that came out and spoke out, yeah, that's cool. You champion for that victim's healing. But you also got to ask yourself, if that happened, then that means everybody played a part. Everybody was quiet. Which is something that is completely a problem in the industry as a whole and a completely problem within our culture of seeing something and not saying anything about it. Now, me, my theory, I feel like it starts off really small. I got a man that I know, and we both have a mutual friend who... I would say met a mutual homegirl of ours and wants to date her. All right, cool. It's all right. She the homie. And she liked him. And he likes her. Right? But 
if we see this individual that likes her out with another woman or bring another woman around us and cool is all dating there's no relationship that's you know involved however there should be some sort of understanding like hey listen us as the friends as the brothers of this young lady should say hey look i get it you know it's not my business but because it's not my business i'm gonna need you not to like bring this around me and we can start really early with something small as that but a lot of times we don't do that as guys we don't we just be on something like oh okay woo, woo. but it's no it's considered like a down thing to speak about another guy when it comes to that. It, it, you you can be kicked out of guy groups for that. Ooh, shaking in my boots. I mean, but it starts there with that code of silence of that conduct. But it's just, hey, listen, a real easy of, hey, listen, what you doing? Just don't bring out around me can help a lot. That's the part about the protection part that we're just not getting and that we're not applying. When it comes to a situation like this, I can't imagine the experience of it at all. But don't tell me that somebody is guilty just because they was with somebody for 10 years and is married. Like, don't tell me that's the reason for the guilty. Give me something else and be like, I think they are guilty because of the history of X, Y, and Z. All right, cool. You got that. You got that. But it, it should be more of that, not the... I just got this opinion and this just is how I feel because I don't like you anyway. Because you you did such and such code. And I'm sorry, but being an F-boy and being a, being a criminal is not the same thing. Same thing with doesn't matter what she does with her body, with whom she does it with, or she left. That was her right to leave or how long it took. That is her right. Is that too much going on in one head? Is that the reason why we can't have that type of grace? I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. The facts are out there. Everything is quote-unquote settled for now. But nobody is going to walk away from this situation and look with a clean bill of health. And there's something that we can all learn from a story of that that we can apply it into our day-to-day lives about how we can apply more grace, more understanding, and more protection of each other as a community where people can feel, you know, to the slim thugs and critics of the world, where someone, a victim, can feel as if they can speak out in that moment, no matter how powerful they are. Maybe if we provide a safer community with safe spaces, then maybe we will get more people who would speak out right then and there in that moment. But I got to admit, when I look around, I don't see that. So I totally get it. And there's something to understand when you walk through your life and you walk through these days is that you have to treat people with respect through any part of your life. I don't care how big you may think you are or what you may be going through. Yo, you got to treat people good, man. Period. You got to treat people with respect. You got to treat people good. And for those of you that are in relationships, the whole back and forth situation, yo, a lot of that time, it's it's best if you can, if you got the shrimp, just walk away. Because it'll only go down to a certain point. If you have yourself a limit that you have for yourself, and I'm talking to those who have a functional mind and understanding, okay? And who can really hear my words. I'm not talking to anyone who's not there yet. 
because this is not a victim blame show. This I am not a victim blame person. I'm talking to those who are understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know what I'm talking about, that when you were in a back and forth relationship and that person hit that bottom, that part in your soul where you say, yo, I never will stand for this. Don't. Don't. Because if you allow that to continue, you'll find yourself just going lower and lower and lower and lower. Let's do a better part of giving grace and giving understanding to each other as a community when these things happen. Because it's not about Diddy and Cassie. It's about the neighbor down the street, the married couple that you know that shows up with marks, or the toxic couple that you know that just always bickering back and forth. It's about the day-to-day. And if you can understand that and you can apply that to just a part of your life, then we can create a better society and a better community. Little by little. Just be aware. Have empathy and practice grace and be knowledgeable. That's it. That does it for me. As usual, you can catch the History Being Black episode on anywhere where you find podcasts. Make sure you go to Apple Music. Make sure you also go to Spotify and all the other places that we have. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Jayhaw Society. You be blessed, successful, and I'll talk to you soon. The History of Being Black is hosted by Jay Hall, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the History of Being Black podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. Find the History of Being Black podcast on IG at The History of Being Black. Follow the Mean O-Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean O-Line Media. Get the Mean O-Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The History of Being Black podcast is a Mean O-Line Media production. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.